Chapter 23 Yu Yang Finding Allies I was confused, but more upset that I had been set up like this. I wondered if Young Kyun had killed her, if he'd be the one set up. No. How would they know? It would have been a last-minute switch, and Young Kyun's specialty was poison. He didn't like to get his hands dirty, but rather enjoyed watching the target die a slow and painful death. I grabbed my bag and ran outside, escaping through a blind spot and jumping over the fence. I quickly rounded the corner into an alley and out the other side of the block. Suddenly, Somin appeared and pushed me into the car. I tried to stay calm and plan a way to escape if an opportunity arose. However, instead of taking me back to Sankyuk or Hyungnim, they took a detour to an outer part of town. No one had said a word until we got to a run-down neighborhood. Top turned to me and motioned for me to get out. What the? Are they helping me or is this where they kill me? I grabbed my bag and opened the car door. Somin. Be careful. Try not to get caught by anyone. I got out of the car without saying a word and they drove off. I looked around and went through a narrow alley until I found an empty house. I went inside and sat on the floor to try and gather my thoughts. Why did they help me? Is this part of a trap? Several thoughts were going through my mind. I took a few deep breaths and emptied my mind as I sat there meditating with my eyes closed. I suddenly heard footsteps outside. I quietly got up and went into one of the bedrooms at the end of the house. I waited to make sure no one would be outside the window waiting for me, but before I could climb out, the door opened and Minho stood at the door. Just then, Taekyun walked in with a gun aimed at Minho. Taekyun nodded towards the window and kept the gun fixated on Minho. Minho, we're on the same side. Taekyun, I've never been on Kyungnim's side. Minho, I meant Taeyang's. Taekyun pressed the gun against Minho's head and scoffed. Taekyun, you expect me to believe that? You're Huta's right hand. Minho, I became an orphan and had nowhere to go. I I should have walked away that time, but I, I didn't know where else to go. Minho looked defeated, but I still wasn't sure if I could trust either one of them. I was inching towards the window when Taekyun lowered his gun. Minho fell to his knees with tears in his eyes. Taekyun put away his gun and looked around the room. Taekyun, what are we going to tell Huta? Minho, that we couldn't find him. That might buy us some time to figure something out. Taeyang, stay here for now. Don't let anyone see you or catch you. I nodded and watched as they left. I waited for them to leave the area before grabbing my bag and leaving. I couldn't take the chance that they may be setting a trap for me. Everyone always looked out for themselves, and if things were spiraling like this, there was no reason to help anyone. I walked around the neighborhood until I saw another abandoned house. I was about to go inside, but I figured it would be the first place they looked. My face had been plastered all over the news, so getting a ride was risky. I didn't have supplies with me, just my guns and knife and some cash. I really didn't think this through. I waited for nightfall and headed out through the alleyways and back roads until I came across another neighborhood. I looked for an easy target and snuck in. I grabbed some food and different clothes and ran out to the backyard. I changed and put my old clothes in my bag to dispose of them somewhere else. I walked back to the alley and headed out again. I wasn't sure of where to go. There was no one to call for help. I was lost in thought when I rounded the corner and almost got run over by some guy running recklessly. I heard a woman yelling and turned to see her on the ground bleeding from her head. The desperation in her eyes as she looked at me reminded me of myself back then when she suddenly disappeared. I turned around and sprinted to catch up to the guy and cut through the alley. 
I caught up to him as he was resting against the wall, looking back to make sure he wasn't being followed. I pulled out a knife and approached him. After recovering the purse, I noticed the bracelet dangling from the strap. This, this is, wait. I ran back to the woman who was now surrounded by onlookers helping her. Fuck, I can't get recognized. I went back and pulled out a mask. As I was about to turn around, I heard someone approaching and moved away. Voice. Excuse me? I turned around slowly and saw it was her. Seeing her more up close, I recognized her as the woman that had been with my last target, Sunny. I just had to take the chance since I didn't know if I'd ever see her again. I held up her purse and pointed at the bracelet. Me. Where did you get this? Woman. Wait. You're Taeyang. You. Me. Shh. Not here. She nodded and looked over her shoulder. She came up to me and grabbed my hand as she walked past me. She stopped a taxi and gave him an address. I held on to her purse until we reached what appeared to be her house. I handed her the purse and she paid before motioning me to get down. I followed her inside and she told me to sit down. I stayed by the entrance as she left her bag and went into the kitchen. She came back and stared at me. Woman. What are you doing? Come in. She didn't wait and went back into the kitchen. I walked in slowly and looked around the room. She came back holding two mugs and motioned towards the couch. She sat down and set the mugs down on the coffee table. I sat down on the recliner and looked over at her. Me. That bracelet. Woman. So you're really Yu Yang? I nodded and gripped my bag, waiting for her response. She went over and grabbed her purse to take off the bracelet, then came to give it to me. Woman. I can't believe we actually met. It must have been fate. Or So Hyun Oni's spirit guiding us. I looked up at her in shock. Me. What? Woman. I'm so sorry. I thought a lot about what to say or how to say it if I ever saw you. Me. Just say it. She cleared her throat and rolled up her sleeves revealing scars and burns. Woman. I was orphaned when I was really young and ended up at Happy Ever After. But one day, some man came and said I was going to be adopted, and of course I was happy at first, but it turned out... Me. It wasn't the family you were expecting. She shook her head and took a sip of her tea. Woman. We were locked up all day, every day. Seeing strange men every other day, I assumed. One day, a girl was brought in, kicking and screaming, and she was thrown in the cell with me. I had already been locked up for years, but this girl was obviously new and didn't look like she belonged there. She had on a school uniform, and she kept saying her parents would find her. Once she calmed down, we started talking. She talked a lot about you. One day, she said we'd escaped, so she tried to come up with a plan. They let us out once in a while, but only to take up, take us to some other place, a cabin in the middle of nowhere. We'd be chained up and blindfolded, but it was just so nice to at least hear the birds and feel the fresh wind on our skin. So we were getting ready to go, and Oni did her best to fight them off as soon as they opened the door. She kept telling us to run away. I ran over to her, but she pushed me away and threw that at me. She told me to find you. She had managed to lock up some of them in our cell, but suddenly another door opened and this tall, evil-looking man watched us for a while. Oni, we ran out together, but if I hadn't, it was my fault, I'm sorry. Me, that man, do you remember his face? She nodded quietly. I was in shock, but a part of me knew that she hadn't survived, but I had hoped she would have lasted longer than she did. There was no comfort in knowing she had talked about me or missed me if she was no longer here. 
I had failed to find her and save her. I was afraid to ask if she had suffered, but the woman spoke up before I had mustered up the courage. Woman. Don't worry, though. She never got called out like I did. They kept trying to control her, but Oni was strong. She kept rebelling, and instead I would get punished. I guess that's why she tried to save me. They wanted to make her weak and use her for something else. I overheard them one time. I'm not sure what they were planning, but Oni was part of it. I'm sorry I couldn't do more. I stared at the coffee table. A part of me knew it wasn't her fault or Sohyun's, but I was just so angry. Why had she been taken in the first place? My head was beginning to hurt from all the questions and doubts I had when the woman spoke out again. Woman, did you really kill Sunny? I looked up at her without answering, but I guess she already knew the truth. Woman, did you know she had taken Oni? Is that why you killed her? Me, I just did as I was told. Woman, I went to confront her that day. She acted like she didn't know me at first and then tried to deny everything after I showed her the scars. A part of me is glad you killed her, but I wanted to find the other girls. They didn't deserve to be mistreated or sold off. Me. Are you sure there's still others? She nodded and took another sip of her tea. Woman. After I escaped, I was put in a different orphanage since I had been transferred to that place. That's when I realized I was no longer in Seoul. I finished school and went to college to study journalism and got an internship back here in Seoul, and the first thing I did was start investigating Sunny and her organization. I learned that the rooms were designated for certain types of girls. One room was for who they deemed healthy and pretty. Another was for girls they thought could handle hard work. Another for girls with disabilities. And the last one was for those who were smart and they could use for their success stories. The pretty ones would be sold into sex trafficking. The strong ones were forced to work at illegal factories and the ones with disabilities were abused for fun by older men. Me. Which category were you in then? Woman. They thought I was disabled because I had a speech impediment and was weak. Me. You seem fine now. Woman. Thanks. It took several years of therapy. She took another sip of her tea and looked at me. Woman. What's your plan? Me. Why would you care? She scoffed and smiled right after before drinking the rest of her tea. She wiped her mouth and stood up to take the mug back to the kitchen. She stood in the middle between the living area and the hallway. Woman. You can stay here if you want. I'm going to bed. The restroom is right here. She walked into her bedroom and shut the door. Is she really trusting me? I hesitated a while before grabbing one of my guns. What if this is a trap? I slowly and quietly inched towards her bedroom and carefully opened the door. However, when I entered, I didn't see her in bed or anywhere in the room. This must be a trap. I walked in and suddenly felt a gun on my back. Woman. You know, trust is a two-way street. Me. Why would you trust a stranger? Woman. Oni said I could trust you, but it's natural for people to change, I guess. Me. Did you really know Sohyun? Woman. Did you? Me. I asked first. Woman. You also tried to kill me first. Me. Fine. I put away my gun and turned to face her. She still had the gun aimed at me. I sat on the edge of her bed and sighed. Woman. I can prove I'm not with them, but that puts me in danger. I'm sure someone might have taken my picture that day along with yours. Me. I'll find out if you're on the list. Woman. How? Me. I have people. Woman. Can you really trust them? Me. They helped me escape. Woman. You doubt me, but not them. She scoffed and finally put her gun down. I stared at the scars and burns on her arms. Ugh, I'm so confused. Woman. 
Oni had a crooked smile that showed off her dimples and sad-looking eyes. She also had a scar on her right arm, which she said she got when she fell off her bike. Me. And that was the day we met. It was my fault she fell. Woman. Mm-hmm. She said you had a warm smile when you apologized. She wondered why you suddenly tried holding back laughter when helping her up. She said you never told her. Me. She had dirt on her nose. She looked really cute that time. I caught myself wanting to smile and instead wiped my face and focused on something else to change the subject. Me. Do you even know how to use that? I nodded towards the gun in her hand. She looked at it and took out the chamber to show me it had been empty. Woman. Maybe I was being foolish, but I was trusting you to not kill me. I stared at her curiously. In a way, she reminded me of Sohyun. In terms of looks, they didn't have much in common, but in terms of their personality, they were very similar. She caught me staring at her, but I just couldn't look away. Woman. Is this your way of asking me to help you? Me. Why would I? Woman. Never mind. Do you plan on sleeping here, or are you going back to the couch? She crossed her arms and cocked her head as she waited for my response. I stood up and left the room. She closed the door behind me, and I went back to sit on the couch. I didn't even realize when I had fallen asleep, but I awoke to her making noise in the kitchen. I got up quickly and turned to see her cooking. She turned to face me and motioned for me to sit down at the table. I couldn't deny I was hungry, but it felt awkward since we were strangers. Not that sharing meals with the others had been any better. I hesitated a moment before finally deciding to sit down. She finished cooking and set some food down in front of me. She also set coffee and a glass of juice in front of me. I noticed she didn't set the table for herself, and instead she walked back into her room. I stared at the food, but stood up and walked up to her door. I hesitated to knock, but all of a sudden it swung open. Woman. Why aren't you eating? Me. What about you? Woman. You don't look like the type to enjoy family meals. Me. I... Never mind. Woman. I have to go to work, but you can stay here. I'll be back later. I nodded and turned to go back to the table. I ate quietly and heard the shower turn on. I looked around the kitchen and saw a lunchbox. It's just a thank you. I made her something quick and left it for her on the table. I went back to the couch and pretended to be asleep when I heard her walking out. I heard her pick up the lunchbox and her bag and then close the front door. I opened my eyes and stared at the ceiling, still wondering if I should stay. I got up and looked all over the house. There weren't any photos of her or her friends. Nothing seemed to make this seem like someone's home. There weren't any plants or decorations. It looked like a cheap hotel room, only cleaner. I went into her room and noticed some neatly folded clothes on her bed. I went over and saw a note placed on top. Note. I knew you'd be nosy. You can wash up and wear this. I smirked and grabbed the clothes. After my shower, I went back to her room to look around some more. She didn't have many personal things and barely any clothes. What caught my attention was that the majority of her clothes seemed to be casual men's clothing. I thought back to last night. She had her hair down and was wearing skinny jeans and a blouse under her coat. Why does she have such drastic looks? I closed the closet and went over to the dresser. She had a few cosmetic products, but all low-budget brands. She's either really low-maintenance or just poor. I left her room and went to clean up the table and kitchen before going into the living room and just sitting on the couch.